Welcome back to the Exit Velo podcast powered by BatSportsPage.com. We have a great podcast here of you today. I'm your host, Adam Cohen. I'm here with my coworker and friend, Ryan Morick, and they'll be just launched their huge new economic proposal. Ryan, what was your first thoughts on that? Let me hear your point. Um, my first thought was everyone's just wrong. In my opinion, we'll get into the nitty gritty soon, but I feel like this would have just been better off if the owners, and I'm not saying that it's all the owner's fault. I think everyone's at fault in some way, shape, or form. But I said it from the get-go. Baseball is going to try to reinvent the wheel here when it's not an easy situation, and I get that. But... I just feel like they're trying so hard to impress everybody and it's not working and they were better off just saying, you know what, let's go with the original proposal. Whatever happens, happens. We'll deal with it later. And I understand that these owners are losing a lot of money at them, but right now it's just a bad look for baseball and it's a really bad optic in the time that we're in right now. Oh, it's, it's totally frustrating, and it's just tiring from a fan's perspective right now how these two sides are unable to come to an agreement. For starters, it just seems like both sides are so stubborn. Baseball, or the MLBPA, for example, they are sticking to their pro-rate salary. They want nothing less than that, and they're not budging at all. The owners are trying to save costs wherever they can, and there needs to be some sort of compromise or else we're not going to see a season. Yeah, there has to be. And I think that this is just the way of talking about millions and millions of dollars because it's not easy for Mike Trout to go from, what is it, $35 million to $7.8 million. It's not easy to just say, yeah, I'll take a 70% pay cut. Why not? But at the end of the day, I do feel like these players have to realize that they, they, they still have it easy. They're still making a lot of money to, to play sports for a living. And I understand that it's their jobs. And I understand that they drive a lot of revenue. And I understand that this is their livelihood. But at the end of the day, and and I'm not sitting going to sit here and say that the players need to play. Because if they feel like they're not getting paid what they're due, then I totally understand it. And if they don't want to risk their health, I totally understand it. But... Uh, and again, that's not me be siding with the owners because I feel like both parties are wrong in, in, in a lot of cases. But I'm hoping that selfishly, obviously, that these players and the owners get to some sort of compromise real soon. And I feel like this is I feel like this is almost a good sign because at least that they the players obviously want to play. You know what I mean? It's not like they're just saying we don't really care. They obviously care. They want to play. It's just the hardships of talking about a, a big-time pay cut for them. I agree with most of what you're saying and how, yes, like both sides are at fault, and if they both cannot come to a deal, of course, well, that, that's where I start to disagree with you a little bit because but there, there should be a season because at this point, we know that health and safety are not the biggest concerns. The biggest concern is finances. And of That's course, cool. you're you're right. You're right in that how Mike Trout, who makes 37 million, which is awesome, good for him. I'm a capitalist too. 
That's great for Mike Trout. You know, players should not have a salary cap in midweek baseball. That's my personal stance. Him going from $37 million to $7 million, that's obviously a big decrease. At the same time, this whole sliding scale perspective, which is revolutionary for this whole stat, or this new proposal, rather, where the lower-income earners in Major League Baseball get most of their pro-rated salaries. So the players who are making the league minimum is around 563000 They'll make around 250, but players such as Trout have this giant, giant pay cut. So there needs to be some common ground where Trout doesn't have to, players like Trout don't have to lose all that money, but perhaps a sliding scale could work in some shape or form. Yeah, and this is where the one thing about any podcast that I've ever done is that I didn't want political callers to show when unfortunately this is though this is the episode where it might show. But in my personal opinion, and I totally respect if anyone disagrees, the way that the world works is the value of the dollar. We don't pay for things based on the percentage of our net worth. So Mike Trout losing, like, you know how everyone says that if a billionaire donates $25 million, like when Jeff Bezos or Mark Zuckerberg, they donated $25 million to COVID funds. Everyone in the world says, that's like me donating $3. No, it, it really isn't. Based on the percentage of your net worth, sure. But $3 does not equal $25 million. We don't go to the store and a price isn't a price for a sandwich or food isn't based on your percentage of your net worth. It's a solid dollar amount. So what I'm trying to get at here is... Mike Trout losing 70% of his contract this year doesn't hurt him as much as a Clint Frazier or anyone ma making the rookie minimum losing out on 50% of their contract or even losing out on any of their contract. Why? Because Mike Trout is still getting paid 10 times more than these players. And I'm not Mike Trout's just an easy example because he's the richest player in all of baseball. So that's what it's not blaming Mike Trout. It's not it's not anything like that. It's just an easy example to go toward. So and I understand that the players don't like a scale, a sliding scale, which is what they're deeming it as. But at the end of the day, the bracket is made to still keep the highest paid players the highest paid players and the lowest paid players, the lowest paid players. I think baseball dropped the ball when they realized that they were going to lose out on 40 to 50% of their revenue this year. When they postponed the season, they thought that it was going to come back in early April with fans in the ballpark. They swung and missed on that, no pun intended. They didn't realize that they were going to lose out on close to 100 somewhat million dollars in ticket revenue. And that's a lot of money for these owners to be losing, and I get that. And this is where I'm going to side with the owners, quote-unquote. They're still, or, or, I mean, whatever. I, I don't even know how to put it because they're still going to be okay. You know what I mean? Even though that they're probably losing a bigger percentage of their money than the players, they're still making a lot more money than the players this year based off TV and merchandise. But at the end of the day, that is where baseball dropped the ball because they are going to be losing a, a, a lot of – they're going to be losing a lot of money. They're going to be gaining a lot of money. But it, it is a big loss for them.
See, this is where I think this new proposal from the owners, this is the second one that we've seen so far, this is where I think it's better because, of course, everyone in Major League Baseball should be all right from this. Mike Trout, yes, of course he wants his full $37 million. He Why will not get that. Of course he wants his full paid contract, or even the prorate amount. That's not going to happen this year in all likelihood. He will have to take a paid cut, and he will be just fine with $7 million. Which, which they agreed to at first. Yeah. Although they did think everyone seemed totally on board with it. Although they did think that at least the owners are saying that there could be fans in the stadium, which I understand, but still trout should not go from 19 million to 7 million in that regard. Anyway, to continue a little bit, I think this is a better idea for the owners because the players who are at the league minimum, they're not going to be too affected by it. They will still get a pay cut of course, but it's not as significant. They'll still be okay. And then they also, why would they want to, tax the league minimum players regardless because they won't make enough money that way too. If you tax the high players or you get the pay cut from the high players, well, that's how the owners are saving face a little bit. And I know how we all want to be against the owners or we all want to reprimand them, but they do have some weight in not losing as much, not losing money just like the players do. Yeah. I mean, this is where I started with both sides. Look, I got furloughed from a couple of jobs over the last couple of months. Why? Because owners want to save money, rightfully so. Players want to make their contract money, rightfully so. They signed that contract. And an argument that I've heard is if baseball takes a complete boom, let's say that the Yankees wind up making double the amount of money that they that they really expected. A player doesn't go to the owner and say, hey, I know you made double the amount of your revenue that you made, so I want more money. You sign a contract, you're going to get it. Again, this is where I don't side with the players. They need to realize that. And I think that they have realized that they're going to have to take a pay cut. That's that's not where I fault them. Where I fault them is like Blake Snell. And I know that this has been kind of tired and it's been old news. But there, it's just a – and I understand where Blake Snell is coming from. Again, he deserves his contract. But the point is, when 30 million Americans are out of work, you can't say that you're not getting paid anything when people are committing suicide because they don't know where their next meal is going to come from. You know what I mean? I understand Blake Snell's point. I understand that he wants to make money. It's just a very, very bad optic. And he didn't sound – I'm not going to say he didn't sound educated. It's just the fact that it came from a good place. It came out wrong. And – I'm sure if an owner said something like that, they would totally get rid of part two because they're still going to be making nine digits this year at the end of the day. They're still going to be making a lot of money. That's why owners are leaking out only so much information. But I think the owners and the players just need to read the room a little bit better. You're totally right. And obviously when you make this – we. When you break this down, the owners want to save as much money as possible. The players want to make as much money as they were originally guaranteed. Now, a good compromise that, as we've mentioned, as we've heard, is the prorated salary. That's not exactly on the table anymore because, of course, there's not going to be fans in the stadium, which is where the owners have the backing. So if you're not going to go with prorated salaries, there has to be some other idea. And I think the sliding scale is a good start. And how, okay, well, there'll be more pay cuts towards others, but if you take and have somewhere near that original pro-rated salary margin, that's where it could work out. 
However, guys such as Tony Clark, the head of MLBPA, calling this extremely disappointing, that makes it that much harder for all the players, that makes it that much harder for the owners. That just disappoints the fans altogether because both sides want this to happen. Both sides lose out a lot more if there's no season. And I think if they to just totally reject one side right now and not hearing the other, as with any argument or debate, that could be their downfall. I feel like and everyone wants to play, but and obviously they want to do it at a right pl- at a right price, excuse me. But I, I think secretly, I don't think any owner would openly admit this, but look at the Oakland A's. They're not going to be playing their minor leaguers past, what was it, June 1st or June 15th? Minor leaguers make $400 a week. They would be lo- they'd be paying their players, what, a million dollars and their owners worth $2 billion? That's kind of – that's a miss there. I'm sorry. That That is a case where I can't side with a billionaire, where you're – Paying a million dollars is compared to your two billion dollar net worth. That I can necessarily agree with, but in the same breath, they do have to pay a lot of guys. And where I feel bad for owners, take a look at the Expos from from almost thirty years ago, nineteen ninety four. I feel like we've talked about this before. They had Larry Walker, and they had they had a bunch of guys. They had to get rid of all of them, and their nineteen million dollar payroll was almost cut in half to twelve million. They didn't compete for the next 10 years. They moved to D.C. and got new owners, and they finally won a championship with a $200 million payroll. So that's, again, where I feel bad for owners because I feel like teams like the Marlins and the Rays and the Indians and maybe even the Padres and small market teams where they would actually benefit from not playing, they they can't say that out loud because then they would lose all of their fans. And and then if a billion if a billionaire owner says that they would rather not play because they'd be losing too much money that's a that's an entire group of people that you lose off immediately so it, it's a it's a tough spot and owners are trying to cut costs wherever they can and I understand that but players we we've said it it's such a hard conversation because you don't want to because I hate sounding like I'm siding with a billionaire, but when when you have players who's who say things like they they're who who clearly put a price tag on something, both sides just lose me a bit. And I hate to sound like a broken record. I'm trying to think of more points to come up with, but th- th- there's almost just nothing to say at this point. Well, just for starters, in the case of minor leaguers, I am totally right there with you. That is awful. That is completely awful because they're arguing over millions and millions of dollars right now, but they can't shell out one million dollars to just keeping to just keep paying their minor leaguers. Those guys are already underpaid. I guess quote unquote only getting four hundred thousand I mean uh, four hundred dollars a week, which is not that great. And to just completely cut that off with the A's are doing, that's just terrible. And I understand the owners are trying to save costs. I respect that. But if it's that cheap to them and it's not even near the cost of where it's near how much they're trying to play with players or how much they're trying to negotiate, that's where it gets awful because the owners, or the A's owner, for example, is worth $2 million. He can't shell out a $2 million. Billion with a B. Billion. Sorry, yes. Thank you. <laughs> $2 billion. That's what I mean. Yeah. He can't shell out the $1 million to play to help the minor league players. That's ridiculous. 
That is completely ridiculous. So I'm right there with you. And I commend the Marlins for staying face and paying hey, lost money last year. The only yeah. team in baseball to lose money last year. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for bringing up that point. They were the only team to lose money, according to Forbes, and they're still paying players. I mean, they, they tore down their entire team. If there's any team that yeah. you would think would maybe have any justification doing that would be the Marlins. But here they are doing that. So all of Major League Baseball should follow, and that's not the case. And it's not just the, the players either. I mean, I got a lot of friends in the Mets front office from, from my time over there, and they're not sure what's going to happen come come mid-June. They're, they're doing all right for now, but if baseball decides we're not going to play this year, they have nothing to do. They, they have no tickets to sell until next year if they get lucky because there's going to be a there might be a strike at this point. We're already we're already seeing what what's going to happen in the next CBA uh, um, argument. It, it's it's a tough time, and like I said before, I think that this is just the fact of the matter of arguing about money. But I'm going to go back to what I said before. Majority of it is the owner's fault because they are the ones who are going back on their original word. And like I said, I feel bad that owners are losing money. It stinks. Everyone is losing money. Owners need to get to the point where they say, you know what, we're going to have to sacrifice something. And I, and I like I said, I feel bad for owners because them losing payroll, a secret to baseball. Payroll is probably about 10 to 20% more of what you generate from the box office the year prior. So if a team makes $135 million in ticket revenue, their payroll the next year will probably be about $160-ish million. That's that's just the fact of the matter. That, that's, that's what I learned from working in baseball. If a team doesn't bring in any revenue, like I mentioned with the Expos previously, they're going to have to cut significant payroll which probably means that they're not going to compete for a very long time. And that's where I feel bad for owners. But again, at the end of the day, they are richer than rich. They are the owners not only pay a front office staff, but they're shelling out multi-million dollars to their rosters. And again, it stinks that they might not be able to compete the next year or even the years following. But again, these guys just have to read the room and the owners just have to say, look, we'll take a loss and be honest with your fans. Be honest with your fans. Look at what the New York Rangers did. The New York Rangers said straight up in the NHL, look, we're rebuilding. If you don't want to be a part of it, that's fine. But we're going to do what's best for the team right now. And to be quite honest with you, Adam, we've seen rebuilding work. We saw it with the Cubs. We saw it with the Astros. We saw it with the Indians. So be honest with your fans and say, look, we're not going to be able to shell out a lot of contracts the next year. We're sorry about that, but that's just a fact of the matter. If you're honest with your fans, you're they will side with you. If you're just bickering back and forth about millions of dollars when 30 million Americans are out of work, that's when people are not going to buy tickets from you anymore. If you're honest with your if you're honest with your fans straight up, you'll get a lot of respect. If the owners owners need a you're right that'd be in a perfect world, the owners should just stay face and say, hey, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a loss here, and this is how it's gonna play out. Now the players, on the other hand, need to say, all right, we understand we're gonna take a loss, maybe a little bit more than we originally intended, 
but we're going to try to get, you know, with the most money out of this and come back in the safest and healthiest manner and try to get things going. And we've talked a lot about how the two sides are greedy or how they have right, um, have some weight to their argument. We should also talk about some of their counters, what the MLB will eventually, MLB Players Association will eventually counter with this proposal. Now, deferrals are still on the table. If these big name stars such as Mike Trout do don't want these massive pay cuts, perhaps they can have their salaries deferred. That could be a potential option. Or if players still want it closer to a prorated salary, let's have more games played. And of course, it's not that simple. Of course, they're thinking about that at the same time because anything that we're discussing, they've discussed probably in greater detail. Those seem like plausible solutions though and those seem like how both sides can at least gain something from this whole mess the issues with the players though adam is that no one's gonna be 100 percent on board and this is where this is where this is why you have a union this is why you have a spokesperson to just say hey this is what i think is going to be best for everyone you're not gonna you're not everyone is going to be happy you got guys who only want to play for money and, and understandably so like it, it, it's their livelihood it's their way of, of paying the bills i've talked to players who say this is only for me to pay the bills believe me and you have guys who who are out there who will play for free literally they'll say screw it like i got a world series to win and i'm sure and i know that there are guys like that in the league and Again, this is where we sound like we're not on the player's side, even though we we kind of are. They're just they're trying to do what's best for them, and, and that you you can't rip on someone for that. You can't rip on a player for wanting to take care of their family and wanting to buy food and wanting to pay their rent and wanting to pay off their mortgage. You 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 can't do that. You can't just rip on a player for that because they want to do what's best for them. And if they want to defer their contracts, that's that's totally on them. I know that some players like to do that. Some players don't. In this case, they might have to take an exception. But if that's an option that they want to do, so be it. That's fine. I But I think that I don't know if it's the majority of people that are against the players or if it's just the louder minority. But no matter the case, there are a lot of people who are ripping players, and I feel like players are going to succumb to that pressure. Because so I always see people side with owners. And again, like I said, I'm not sure if that's the majority or, or louder minority, but at the end of the day, there are still millions of people out there who are against the players. And maybe it would be totally different if the owners came up to us and said, because sports are the only job in the world where we know how much every single person is making every athlete and that's it we don't know any other salaries in the entire world not even the owners so what would the conversation be like if we saw that george steinbrenner was going to lose out on an exact dollar amount if if, if george steinbrenner came out here and said i make $500 million a year. If this were to happen, if we were to only play 82 games without fans, I'd only be making $200 million. You'll, 
I'm not sure what the conversation would be like. I'm sure that there would be a lot of people who go, boo-hoo, you only make $200 million, like go scratch. But there are going to be some guys who say, wow, they are losing out on 60% of revenue, which is a lot of money. $200 million is also a lot of money. But again, it goes back to the end goal, and it's to put a product on a field that people can watch. Well, that's that's certainly a fair point. It would be a lot easier, or at least, I don't know if it'd make the conversation better or any easier or any worse, to be honest. It would be nice to see, like, okay, like this is the owner's dollar amount. This is how much they're losing. Perhaps it would drive more compassion or just more of a reasonable figure, more of a better estimate. You do have a great point, though, in how the players who obviously their salaries are shown can find that on Spot Track or really just a, a Google search. They are not, for, uh, for to a lot of fans, they are not seen as victims here. For example, even though, like, of course, they're still making a lot of money, they're still employed, they still are going to keep some of their finances. These are all people in Major League Baseball, by the way. These are not the minor leaguers, which we have talked yeah. about. But so, players such as Bauer, for example, their voice, you could say, are, is arguably being limited. For example, I just saw a tweet today. It's like, okay, do you want to hear my thoughts on this? Or do you just want me to shut up and play? Yeah. And that just about sums it up. People don't think that players are human beings. <laughs> exactly. And I, I want to hear Bauer talk. I want to hear what these players have to say. Yeah. No matter if whoever disagrees with them or whoever agrees with them, because they are key to the discussion as well. Mm. And they, of course, are the ones who are going on the field. They're the ones who are really fighting it back against the owners right now. So their voice really does matter during this time. It's not just as players such as Chipper Jones and Mark Teixeira, who could be a bit biased since they've already had all their revenue and they're not being taken away. Good point. There's also not, not all represented by Tony Clark. Tony Clark says, hey, I'm trying to get the most money for players. Anything less than that, I'm going to disagree with. Some players are could be very on board with that. Some players might not be. Mike Trout's and the Bryce Harper's of the world, they could be right on board of Tony Clark. We might not know. The Clint Frazier's, however, they could be totally opposed to him right now. You never yeah. know because he's just one guy representing them. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's why and that's why it's tough because, like we said before, you, you're not, not everyone is going to be happy, and that's just a loss that, that, that you have to deal with. And hopefully the players and owners can just come up with something soon. I'm surprised at the reaction, though. I'm surprised that a lot of people didn't like this because I feel like uh, I feel like it. That's just the way tax brackets are. The way the world works. If you make three hundred fifty thousand, you get taxed X amount. If you get if you make this amount of money, you get taxed this amount. I was surprised to see the reaction to it, and I, I think it's. I don't know if it was better than the fifty fifty split. I, I'm still not entirely sure how that works. But at the end of the day, I feel like th this kind of just makes sense because the highest get the highest paid players are the highest paid players. The lower paid players are the lower paid players. Is it an equal percentage loss to the owners? In some cases, maybe. In some cases, probably not. But again, back to my original point, the world revolves around the actual value of the dollar and not based off of your net worth. So if an owner is losing out on $250 million and they're making $250 million, 
they're still making more money than Mike Trout, no matter what the case is. Even though it's – and in the same breath, we, it, it's looking very likely that Mike Trout would probably lose a higher percentage of his net worth than the owner, which which is very, is very unfair. And I want people to realize that because – the owner is already making more money and they're losing a less percentage. So when every, every time someone bases a donation based off of your percentage of your net worth, I want you to realize that too. The fact that an owner is going to be losing less percentage of his revenue, meanwhile, cutting a higher percentage of revenue to their star players. That's dangerous. And that is a definitely a cause for concern for both parties. And But at the end of the day, Hopefully, like I said, so, something will come about this. But if this deal is negated in what what is it? Early June is their deadline, I guess. If this deal is negated, they're in deep trouble because then you're almost getting too late. Well, to be encouraging just a little bit, this is the first deal of several more proposals. We're going to hear in the next couple of weeks, MLBPA will respond in the next few days. Of course, we are going to cover it here. So there's that optimism, how they're a lot worse if the season does not get played. However, it is pretty disappointing how much the two sides are still so against each other right now. And again, it could, and so maybe some of the players do agree with the owners. Maybe some of the players do like this deal. But the representation by Tony Clark, not that he's saying he's totally a bad guy in all this, the representation is from him right now is saying we are not agreeing to this deal and we'll have to see in the next coming days what the counter will be which will be very very interesting and i also want to get to the point about how these i like one one thing i really did like about the sliding scale and even if players such as trout lose out a lot of money these big name players at least this idea where the division series the championship series and the world series if that's played, the big-name players get some of their money back, which is great. I think that's a great incentive, and I think that is a lost part of this deal. Yeah, for sure. I mean, everyone gets postseason bonuses if you wind up making it, and I think that that is definitely a big deal because that's, A, an added bonus to to fight to make, for the, to, to make the postseason, but these players, again, these players deserve to get paid because that's what's in their contracts. Again, it's no secret that they're going to have to take a pay cut, and it's no secret that owners are going to lose money too. But I do think that that, that is a, a nice incentive because you're not going to be making exactly what you would be making. But, hey, you make the postseason, and I think this is tying along to the fact that they probably will add four or six postseason teams because I think the owners, the owners want to pay their players because that's going to get them business this year. So uh, that, that's, that's definitely something that's slept on, making sure that if you make the postseason star player, they're, they're going to get paid. That, that's definitely slept on, and I, I like that part of the deal for sure. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is, is this incentive deal with the postseason, is that, is that money given to all the players, including non-postseason teams, or just to postseason teams? Because it might be different. For I want to say this postseason, but I really don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. So – you, you guys can always look back at the past and article about that. I'm not completely sure about that. In the past, it's always been in the postseason. The teams get there, get a little bit more revenue. But no matter what, the high-paying players will get more money if they're in a postseason at the very least. 
than the lower pay players. So that's how they'll get some of their money back, which is a, I think is a good thing. And we both agree on that. Yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. I mean, you know what? I kind of wish that these lower paid players would, would get a lot of that money back also. But mm -hmm. again, it's just the way the world works. If you're good at your job and you're making $35 million doing it, you deserve it. Like these rookie, like their time will come. The, the Will Smiths of the world, the Dustin Mays of the world, the 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 Aaron Judges of the world, the guys who are on who are, in, who are on arbitration, Pete Alonso, Jeff McNeil. Their time will come. Their time will come. If if Pete Alonso hits fifty three homers again for the next two years, he's going to be making a lot of money, and hopefully we don't have to go through this again. The, the, I'm hopeful that everyone will will just figure it out. And I'm I'm interested to see what the players come back with. Personally, I just think that they should just say, "Look, we want to go back to what you agree with the first time. M maybe even a maybe even a drop lower, but I, I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't. I I hate talking about a situation where you're clearly on the outside looking in and you have no idea what's going on because it, it's tough to talk about, but." Again, at the end of the day, we're baseball fans. We want something to happen. They're already losing a lot of fans from this whole controversy, from this whole toss. And the sooner they can come to a compromise, the better, because a lot of fans are legitimately scared there won't be a season right now. They're legitimately scared that this will come on for the next few years. And everyone wants baseball back. That's what they have to keep in mind. And I think you hit a nail right there in how Yes, if they go back to their original deal or even a drop lower, that should be the starting point. If they want the exact same thing, that might be a bit too much of an asking point right now because the owners do have some justification to playing without fans. So maybe a drop lower. But again, the sliding scale makes sense. Even if it's not the most fair thing in the world to either side, at least you have that backup with the postseason where, okay, the big name players get some of their money back. Yes, players such as Pete Alonso, Cody Bellinger, Aaron Judge, they'll have their time. They'll have their time. They'll still get some money. But hey, this is where you can get kind of both sides to maybe agree on or find some compromise, which I like. The problem is whatever the owners have come up with, it's clearly not close enough to to the players. That's the issue. It's not like they went from full pay to to prorated to all the way down here there's nothing gradual and that's another crappy part about what the owners have done. I don't think they're being just in some ways. They're really trying to save a lot of money. And again, I understand it stinks that they're going to lose out on money, but you can't just be that totally unfair. Yeah, they, they just need to find, I'll say it again. I know it's selling a broken red. I need to find some sort of compromise. I wish I wish they were in the gray area. I wish that was a thing, but they are trying to cut costs forever, and it's obvious, especially how they're treating with minor league players. That If there's any point that shows that the owners are trying to save costs no matter what, that's with minor league baseball players. So it probably isn't just. It probably isn't the most moral things the owners are doing right now, and they are certainly not coinciding with the players. The players are not coinciding with them. It's tough. It's stressful being a baseball fan right yeah. now on top of all the other stresses of life during the COVID-19 virus. 
So hopefully we will see something come through. But however, I do want to mention before we leave this podcast, I think it was that health and safety proposal that happened last week. That was a good start. And I really like how it was very detailed and very well informed. However, it was very strange how it was slightly mentioned in Passon's article how they're a far ways away on the health and safety protocol, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, Thankfully, it looks like we're getting on the better side of this whole thing. It looks like the curve is flattening. Every state is partially reopened now. So it looks like we are getting on the better side of this. And one thing that I will say is I will never blame anyone for not wanting to risk their health. And this is where I did side with Blake Snell. A lot of guys were saying he has more of a chance to – get hit with a line drive and, and and die on the baseball field then get it and sure you're right but if he if he says I don't want to if, if he's not gonna get paid and doesn't want to play that that that's it that's his prerogative go ahead as long as he's not making money I feel like it's unfair to steal and openly say that you're not gonna play but it sounded like he was set on sitting out the season and not getting paid I think that by the time the season opens up, players and the and mankind will be a little bit eased up on this whole thing. And I feel like baseball is going to work out all the kinks because, again, they, they still have billions of dollars. We just saw that of the antibody test where they had over 5,000 tests. So getting tests isn't an issue. Getting planes isn't going to be an issue because if it were an issue, they wouldn't even be talking about this. So there, there are a lot of little kinks that have to be worked out. And it, it, it sounds – you said it as soon as we opened up. The biggest part about this is the money, which leads to me believing that the players have faith in the league to keep them safe, which they have been. They have, they have the best trainers. They have the best doctors. They risk injury every day. It's not like they're going in this thing blind. You know what I mean? We've had millions of press conferences. There's there's new stuff being talked about every single day regarding this. So it seems like everyone is educated, and it seems like baseball kind of has a clue about what it's doing in that regard. See, that's why I thought it was so strange that Pass mentioned they were so far apart because, for the most part, they the players have their tests, their social distancing as much as possible on the field. I can understand a couple of things, maybe more tests, maybe allowing to have sunflower seeds, maybe having showers. As for the low-risk players not getting their salary, that can be debated somewhat. And I can see how the Players Association might not like the idea of how players who choose to sit out might not be paid, even though I, I see what point that you're making there because if they choose not to play and they're not bringing any, any revenue, how can they be paid? And that's just more on the owner. So I do get that point. That, that's really the only point I can see debated here. All the other points about the shower and the more tests, well, that's just that doesn't that doesn't seem enough for them to be in total disagreement right now. And again, the health and safety protocol is secondary to the economics. It's as blatant as it can get with the whole economic proposal and the fact that it has not been really talked about in big depth instead of that except for that one proposal. And even then, we didn't hear a lot of jibber jabber from the players. So Health and safety is not the biggest issue on players. It's the economics, and hopefully with health and safety at the very least, it's not that bad right now. Yeah, 
That's that's pretty well said. It, it sounds like the MLB and the players are, are well educated on this thing. It sounds like they have a plan. Again, there are minor kinks that they have to work out, but at the end of the day, I, I feel like everyone in this country is pretty well educated on, on what's going on, and I feel like players will have faith in, in the league in that regard. On that note, we should have faith that something will get done. We'll be updating you guys in the next coming weeks. We'll be closely following Jeff Passan, Ken Rosenthal, John Heyman on Twitter. Definitely follow them if you aren't right now. And also, please follow, keep following the Exit Field podcast powered by BatSportsPage.com. In addition to Facebook and YouTube, you can also find us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. This is not goodbye. This is see you later. Until next time.